Let's uh, switch gears a little bit here, continue to talk about the story, because it's a really interesting one out of Facebook with Mark Zuckerberg telling employees in a recent town hall that if you expect to continue to work from home where you live, actually, you could see your salary drop because if wages are traditionally cheaper and the cost of living lower where you actually live, then they might readjust your salary. Here's a futurist, Nick Badminton. He joins us now here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto to discuss how a decision like this might impact the uh, nature and the future of work. Nick, good afternoon. Hey, hey, Jeff. Okay, first of all, what is your reaction to this announcement from uh, Mark Zuckerberg? So this is very, very Silicon Valley. You know, let's put the profits and shareholders before employees and users of the platform. You know, the idea, the mantra of what can we get away with to maximize profit I think it's pretty disgusting, to be honest. I mean, to, to, to make uh, where you live and what you get paid a bargaining point uh, of, of your value versus, you know, what you deliver and, and, and how you actually contribute is, is really a, a low tactic uh, within a company like Facebook. Let, let, let's be honest, you know, 48,000 employees, 2.6 billion monthly users, 680 billion market cap, and it's rising, and it's been the best that it's ever been, you know. That's $14 million per employee in value, you know, if, if, we, if we sort of break it down. And they're sort of uh, arguing, you know, if you live in Kansas City, if you live in Toronto, if you live in, I don't know, Austin, Texas, if you live in, in rural Minnesota, instead of living in Silicon Valley, where it does cost a lot of money to live, where it does cost a lot of money in terms of cost of living. But we're going to use that as a negotiation point. I mean, this, is, this isn't a good state of affairs. Yeah, were you surprised because, and we're going to delve a little more into this, and we've talked in recent weeks about the future of work and whether or not this work-from-home thing is going to stick, if it's going to be around, but were you surprised that this came from Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg? I mean, isn't he supposed to be kind of like a a big thinker, uh, a futurist, if you will, Nick, of sorts? A a futurist that's trying to put everyone into a box and work the way that he wants everyone to work. I I don't exactly call that an equitable future, to be honest, Jeff. You know, he's basically been feeding off of uh, all of those peers and all those people that came before him. You know, Peter Thiel's of the world, uh, Andreessen, and all these people that are fed into the Silicon Valley uh, culture, which is ultimately a bro culture around building, you know, the biggest companies they can, you know, heading for those trillion-dollar valuations. I'm not surprised. I mean, look at Facebook. It's lost the trust of many people, but people still flock back to use it. People still advertise. You know, it's basically a a political weapon these days as well, right? It's, uh, you know, we, we have to really question... What, what Mark Zuckerberg really wants to achieve from the company. You know, is he going to ascend beyond Facebook into something that really makes his uh, Chan Zuckerberg Foundation, you know, a focus point and, and then it trickles back into Facebook being a good company? Right now, you know, after, after the whole Cambridge Analytica thing, they're really struggling with hiring people. If you go down to the Valley, and, and I've chatted to a lot of people down there, People literally, they go in, get the experience and leave as soon as they can. And that's just the word on the street um, rather than, uh, you know, something that's written down. And it's sort of a pretty desperate situation to try and then say, hey, you know, we we get it. You know, we we know that you want to work at home. Yeah, we're going to let you do that. But there's a cost. Joined by futurist Nick Badminton. So do we believe this could be the norm of companies going forward? Because we thought maybe this was just a big trial balloon during the pandemic and it accelerated what was a lot of thought uh, by both employees and employers that maybe work from home 
is something that uh, can actually be done, can be accomplished. And some of the great spinoff effects, not the least of which, and again, you and I have talked about this in the past, uh, here in Toronto, how about reducing the congestion? Would this make things better on the Gardner and the Don Valley Parkway if people could work from home or weren't expected to be in the office five days a week? Yeah, absolutely. But um, at the same time, a lot of people could potentially move to like cottage country or somewhere like that. And then suddenly you've got busier areas up there. It's just it's just shifting the challenge to, to different places, right? I actually think the flexibility is going to be non-negotiable after this. I mean, I, I've been flexible with my life. My partner has been working uh, and, and has been flexible uh, as long as she's been working as well. I mean, and she can still do her job. I can still do my job. In fact, anyone can still do their job. If they're in these white-collar um, jobs that can be done remotely, then flexibility to work wherever you want has to be part of the, the solution to this, but also bringing people together so they can be creative, so they can connect in and build company cultures, incredibly important. To, to say if you're a company to, that they're going to shut down all offices and to move 100% remote is an incredibly ballsy sort of proposition. I think companies, Canadian companies like uh, Spotify have sort of started that narrative because ultimately they lose a lot of their value, which is the culture and the connection between employees that deliver creative solutions. All right. Having said that, when we look at some of the positive spinoff effects, as I just mentioned, reduction when it comes to uh, congestion, maybe uh, a better environment. I mean, we've seen some positive uh, effects from, uh, you know, uh, people not being on the road as much, that sort of thing, that the the earth seems to be kind of healing itself in a way, really enjoying a bit of a break or a, a rest. But according to a recent survey, Nick, only one in five Canadians say that they expect to remain primarily at home for their work in the long run. So one in five, do you think that's enough to have an impact on some of these things I just mentioned? No, not, not at all. And to be honest, uh, if we're not all locked down, you know, fearful of going outside due to the pandemic, we, we might still be traveling. We might still be on the road in different parts of the country or around the world hopping onto planes just as much. I mean, you know, we, we've seen the meme, nature is healing and we saw like clean air over, over LA and over, over Wuhan in China. And it's like, maybe there's a chance. It's like, no, as soon as we turn the economy back on, planes hit the air, cars hit the road, trucks hit the road, you know, boats hit the oceans and, <laughs> and we're back to square one, right? So uh, we're still going to see those effects. And no, one in five Canadians uh, uh, just working from home won't, won't have any mentionable effect. Even if it was four out of five, it wouldn't have an effect right now. That's why we need to create a resilient future to deal with climate change. And a lot of that is going to be changing the entire world and their, their industrial complex around using fossil fuels for energy. All right. Got to leave it there for now. Nick, always appreciate the time and the conversation. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jeff.